Hi, it's Tracy. I'll be reading the scripture message for today, which comes from Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. One of the joys that this pandemic has afforded for my family is that it's given me the opportunity to introduce a show from my childhood that I absolutely loved to my kids. That show is McGee and Me. I cannot tell you how many times I checked these VHS tapes out of my church library growing up. There's only 12 episodes, but I'm sure I put a significant amount of wear on the VHS tapes that belong to my church library because I would take these out of the library constantly to watch at home. The show is about a young boy named Nick uh, growing up in school, and he draws. And he draws this character named McGee, who becomes his somewhat of an imaginary friend to Nick. And that's what this show is about. And I was excited to show it to my kids. And at first, Bryn and Colin did not want to watch it. Um, but once I had them watch it, they fell in love. And now it's been a joy of mine to watch them love this show, McGee and Me, and watch it constantly. I mean, sometimes they'll watch several episodes a day. Many a meal that we've eaten as a family during this coronavirus crisis has been eaten while watching McGee and Me. And so what I want to do is just humor me for a little bit and I want to watch the intro to this show and you can see how this would be so exciting to a young boy. How do you like that 90s intro music, right? It's an exciting theme, isn't it? And how amazing was Nick? He was the total package, man. I mean, he could draw well. He had all these cool inventions in his room. Look at the cool machine that he put together to just sharpen his pencil in the gumball machine. How awesome was that? I absolutely loved this show as a kid, and I'm going to reference this show later on in this message, which is why I'm telling you about it today. Um, we're going to watch a clip, actually, from one of the episodes called Skate Expectations later on. It's about a race 
that episode about a race between the show's protagonist, Nick, and the bully at the school named Derek Kreider. <laughs> but we'll watch that clip from that episode later on in this message. And I bring up that, that show, Skate Expectations and McGee and Me, uh, because that episode is about a race, and our text in Hebrews today is about a race. I chose this text from Hebrews because it's a call to prolonged hope in the midst of despair. Last week, Saturday, we had men's group over Zoom, and as I'm listening to us share, it seemed like the common theme was, we are really sick of this. We're sick of living in this lockdown. Uh, people that we work with are sick of this. Um, we're low on motivation right now. Um, this crisis is starting to take its psychological toll on us. Um, the isolation is starting to wear on us. Um, I think it's getting harder and harder for us to put up with this way of living. And so we're getting worn down. And I'll be the first to say same to all of those feelings. Same to being worn down, same to feeling the psychological effects, same to being sick of this. Um, I feel like this week I could start to sense the deterioration of my mind um, and the mental toll that this is taking. So along with all of you, I'm looking for stamina and strength. I'm looking for what it will take to endure life under this pandemic. And I was brought to Hebrews 12 verses 1 to 3. The Christians that received the letter to the Hebrews were also in need of a boost of adrenaline to keep going. These Christians were Jews who came to believe that Jesus was indeed the Messiah, and because they proclaimed Jesus as the Messiah, they were starting to experience persecution and hostility from the culture. They started to pay a price for their faith in Jesus, which left them a tempting choice. Many of these Jewish Christians begun to weigh what they believed and thought, well, if it's my belief in Jesus that's causing all this hostility, it's a pretty tempting thought to just forego my belief in Jesus or forget about that part, forget Jesus as the Messiah, and just go back to Judaism, and then the persecution is gone. Uh, if faith in Jesus was the cause of the persecution, why not just cut that out and go back to Judaism and all the problems are solved? But the author of Hebrews is giving them a shot of adrenaline. He's saying, no, no, faith in Jesus is critical. Faith in Jesus, in fact, is what all of your Judaism points towards. Don't leave that behind. The author of Hebrews is saying, Jesus is who it's all about. And Jesus never promised it would be easy. Jesus is so worth all of the persecution and the hostility that you're experiencing in your life right now. Which brings us to chapter 12, where the author of Hebrews compares the life of following Jesus to a race. The author has just finished chapter 11, and we know that as the Hall of Faith, where he names all of these huge, big-name people in the Bible who were faithful and finished the race well. He begins verse 12 by saying, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great crowd of witnesses to the life of faith... This cloud of witnesses are all of the heroes of faith that he just mentioned in chapter 11. And now we look to these people as examples and inspiration as we run our own race of faith. I think I might just simply ask, as we look to have the stamina that it will take to endure this crisis, I might just ask, is there a follower of Jesus whose life of following Christ inspires you? Is there someone you can look to whose life encourages you to live faithfully for Christ in all of this? Is there someone who, maybe they don't have to necessarily have 
gone home to eternity, but is there someone who has gone before you, someone who you look up to that inspires you? I just listened to a podcast this past week where the host of the show interviewed Franklin, Franklin Graham, who is Billy Graham's son and the president of Samaritan's Purse, and you know, Samaritan's Purse does Operation Christmas Child. And Franklin was asked about the temporary hospitals that Samaritan's Purse has been setting up in New York during this crisis. Graham and Samaritan's Purse have taken some flack uh, for their biblical views on marriage. They believe that marriage is between one biological man and one biological woman, and they've taken flack for those views. Franklin was asked about this on the podcast, and it would have been really easy for him in the moment to go on the defensive or lodge some accusations against the people who are throwing flack their way, but he didn't even address that. All he said in that moment was, I love people, we love people, we will help anyone, and we want to spread the love of Christ. Jesus would have helped anyone, and we want to help anyone, like Jesus did. That was inspiring to hear. I thought to myself, I want to be like this man. I want to live amidst this pandemic with the love of Christ and with a servant's heart like Jesus. That was inspiring. Is there a believer who has gone before who can inspire you to faithfulness during this crisis? The author of Hebrews finishes verse 1 saying, Let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. I thought of McGee and me for this message because the episode Skate Expectations is about this skateboard race. Nick, the show's protagonist, challenges Derek Kreider, the show's bully, the class bully, if you will, to this skateboard race. And if Nick wins the skateboard race, then Derek agrees to stop bullying another kid named Philip in their class. Derek wants to make sure he wins the race, so he gets two of his bully friends, two of his buddies, to plant traps for Nick on the race route. And let's watch as the friends of Derek set traps to trip up Nick during the race. Now I'm going to warn you, this clip is longer than it needs to be, okay? I'm just telling you that up front but I'm making it longer than it needs to be for you to enjoy this 90s montage. They just don't make montages like this anymore. So just enjoy this 90s music and this montage as we watch this clip. Listen to the voices 
Well, thank you so much for enduring that clip. Uh, I just wanted to expose you to that glorious 90s music and um, share a little bit of my childhood with you. But I show you that clip because the friends of Derek put those traps to try to trip Nick up. They threw the water balloon at him and he fell off his skateboard when he slipped on the water. And then the other one put the trash bags in the ways to try to trip Nick up and get him derailed from his course or slow him down on his journey. And these entanglements that our author is talking about in Hebrews are these sins that are put in our way, these snares that are meant to trip us up. I like to think of the trash bags that Derek's friends put in the way of Nick's race. I like to think of those trash bags as these entanglements in Hebrews 12.2. What are the sins or what are the trash bags that are put in our path that will trip us up? As this pandemic stretches on, it's going to be easier and easier to become entangled in sin. It's going to be easier and easier to run into those trash bags. Isolation lends itself to indulging in our sinful desires, indulging in those things that we would want to keep hidden. Proverbs 18 verse 1 says, Whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire. He breaks out against all sound judgment. As we become more and more unhappy under this pandemic, it's going to be easier and easier to buy into the lie that indulging that sin will make us happy. Do not run into the trash bag. Do not buy that lie. That sin right now that looks so enticing is a bag of trash. Do not become entangled or ensnared in sin. Not becoming entangled or ensnared in sin is one of the keys to finishing the race and having stamina while we live under this pandemic. The writer of Hebrews concludes verse 1 saying, And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. Simply put, this is a lifelong race, not a sprint. Now, I don't want to talk to you about this because I'm not a runner, but it just so happens that we have a distance runner in our congregation. Her name is Lee and I, Willem Zay. And so I've asked Lee and I if she would share with us why she prefers to run distance over sprinting. When I was younger, I used to do sprints on distance, but I decided to focus only on distance after a while. Personally, I prefer distance over sprints because the race isn't over as fast and I love the challenge that comes with distance running. I enjoy going out for an easy run or doing a hard track workout and I love how challenging distance is both mentally and physically. I love being able to push myself physically during a hard workout and mentally when I feel like giving up or when I don't believe I can do it. I think when the author of Hebrews says that this is a distance race and not a short sprint, that this is a lifelong race, I think we can relate to that as we live under this crisis and in this safe at home. So how do we endure? The Jewish Christians were getting more and more pressure for their faith in Jesus. We're here trying to isolate ourselves and stay home for an amount of time that's specified but continues to be pushed back. I mean, they just came out today that they've extended it and so it just seems like it continues to get extended. So in reality, in many ways, it feels indefinite. Like we don't know when this is going to be done. We've been under this for a month now and, you know, there's preliminary plans for how to get out of this, but how do we endure? The author tells us in Hebrews 12, 2, says, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. 
Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Sure, we might have humans who have run the race before us that we look to for inspiration. But in Jesus, we have the perfect human, the champion who authors and finishes our faith. He is the one we look to. He is the one that we keep our eyes on. He is the one that we look to as we run our distance race and run toward that finish line. I asked Lee and I if she would talk a little bit about what it takes for her to get to that finish line or what she's thinking about as she's looking ahead to that finish line. At the end of a race, whether it's a track or cross country race, I am so tired mentally and physically and I have to focus on just finishing. When I am close to the finish line, I start speeding up and I just give it my all for the last stretch of the race. Most often, the thing I focus on the most in finishing is my time, especially if I know I'm having a good race and there's a good chance that I can run a new PR. We endure the hardship by looking to Jesus. We endure the crisis by looking to Jesus. We endure the mental deterioration by looking to Jesus. We endure the prolonged isolation by looking to Jesus. When we feel beaten and worn down by the crisis, we look to Jesus. Not only does he know what it's like to be in our shoes, he endured some of the worst persecution imaginable. He endured something that's way worse than what we're experiencing right now. Look at the end of verse 2 and the beginning of verse 3. It says, Because of the joy awaiting Jesus, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. Jesus knows what it's like to run a hard race, a hard human race full of persecution and opposition and difficulty and hardship and pain. This crisis is hard. It's hard to live like this. It's difficult to face each day isolated and stuck at home, and for some of us, without a job. These are hard times we're living in. But when we think of the difficulty that Jesus faced, it inspires us to keep going. When we think of Jesus and the opposition He faced, then we don't become weary and we don't give up. He is our extra adrenaline boost. Don't give up, church. Fix your eyes upon Jesus and keep running.